Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 22 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. A day late, but I was very sick, so have no fear. We are live here for the Box Office Beatdown Show. Episode 22, I am joined by my co-host of this show, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Larry, how are you? I'm doing all right. How, how are you feeling? I don't know. I feel better, I guess. I was a hot mess over the weekend. Um, Really bad, but I feel much better. Um, And this week, we are joined by a special guest for the first time on this show. Um, Usually, it's usually just Larry and I, but this week we have a guest. Um, Hannah from the Cinemania World page. Hannah, how are you? Hello. hello. (laughs) Um, How's Daredevil going? You're a little late. Oh, it's I'm very late to the party. <laughs> I, I've um, seen the first two seasons before, but this is my first time watching the third season. It's going great. It's going great. That's good. That's good. I love that season. Season's good. Larry, you watch that show on uh, Netflix? Those? No. Oh, <laughs> come on, Larry. Yeah, that was the only one watch, uh, worth watching. Um, yeah, that oh. was good. The other ones are the other ones are a little bit tough. I mean, it depends. I don't know. Um, how's everyone doing, Larry? How was your week? How was your weekend? Don't ask me how mine was, because good lord. It was, it was very meh. Uneventful. Uh. <laughs> uh, Hannah's Hannah, same thing, pretty much. Uh, yeah, my last week have has just been watching a lot of Daredevil. <laughs> well, that's not. A, I mean, that's not a bad weekend, in my no. eyes, to be honest. With you. Um. All right. So this is not a Cinemania live show. This is not a world show. Everyone. This is the box office show. This is where Larry and I, we say the top five of the weekend, um, and then we'll give our thoughts on all the films, and then we'll give some predictions for next week's numbers, as well as what we're looking forward to next week. There's one movie that's coming out next week that I just cannot stand already, but let's get right into it. Um, Larry, so we have the box office for the weekend of July 26th. And we had the opening releases of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into it. What came at number one this weekend, my friend? Well, the new release did not come in at number one this weekend. However, it was The Lion King, which brought in $76.6 million in week number two, which does signify a heftier-than-expected 60% drop. That does bring The Lion King's domestic total, however, up to $351.87 million and a whopping $968.5 million worldwide wide so the lion king is still looking good however it's just interesting to note it is the largest drop for one of these disney live action reimaginings even when you compare it to something like beauty and the beast which is the closest opening because let's be real it has the biggest drop but it also has the biggest opening however beauty and the beast opened to a very impressive 174 million and only dropped 48% in week two. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Beauty and the Beast also had a higher second weekend. Uh, with 90, It had a 90 million <laughs> second weekend in comparison to The Lion King 76, despite opening about 15 million less. So that's quite the dramatic swing. However... Within three weeks, The Lion King is going to reach a billion. So by by the time we get to the show next week, The Lion King will have crossed a billion dollars worldwide. So we're splitting hairs here. However, I'm sure Disney doesn't like seeing that 60% drop. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I've had a feel how to like feel about this yet, just because like you mentioned, it's already like thirty five million away from a billion dollars, and it's like and it's by the third week and it'll be at a billion dollars hopefully. Um, but then like this drop is kind of alarming. Do you think that there's a reason for this kind of drop? Do you think because of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I mean, I I, I can't see it as that being the reason, but like, what do you? Is it the word of mouth? Um, I, I don't know. What do I you think? think general audiences are more split on the lion king than mm. say beauty and the beast well mm. i was not a huge fan of beauty don't and the do beast, it don't do discussed. it don't do it i, <laughs> I do, do think it. generally uh general audiences really liked beauty and the beast it seemed that people were very enchanted with it the lion king i think general audiences are a bit more lukewarm about it so they had similar openings but I think we're seeing the, the results of that word of mouth. Even the Jungle Book, John Favreau's last one, it's harder to compare that because it opened at only 103, but mm -hmm. that only dropped 40% because I think people were just so enamored with it. So right. I don't know. Hannah, what do you think? Um, The drop doesn't really concern me or it doesn't really like phase me, I guess. Um. Avengers Endgame, I, ha I think, had the same uh, range of a mm -hmm. drop. Mm -hmm. Um, like this, um, and that's the highest grossing movie of all time now. So that's true. It's a good point. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I'm um, glad I people are enjoying the movie though. Yeah, I, especially for you as someone who enjoyed it more than I did. I thought it was fine. Um, but she enjoyed I, it more than both of us. <laughs> yes. Um, and usually, usually it's you guys ganging up on me. So now it's us ganging up on you. <laughs> I'm but, just, um, I, I'm the grumpy old man who didn't really like Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I need you to I didn't watch like that. Beauty and the Beast. It was. I love it was <laughs> it was it was I need you guys to rewatch Beauty and the Beast and understand why it's so great. I don't understand this negativity, okay? <laughs> um I'm just interested to see if the Lion King will pass Beauty and the Beast. That's where I think our my interest lies now because it's undeniable the Lion King is a huge hit. It's gonna be another billion dollar release for Disney yet again for their films. <laughs> uh after we just saw, we'll talk about these two later but they just had two other properties cross over a billion this year um but it just is going to be interesting to me because right now it's still pacing ahead of beauty and the beast through two weeks however mm -hmm. if it continues to drop at a higher rate than beauty and the beast did throughout its run it'll be really interesting both domestic and worldwide because uh, beauty and the beast is the top earning one in both cases for these disney live action so at this point it's just a case of will the lion king now become top lion or is it going to play second fiddle um right and next i know i noticed they didn't have any um they didn't have a theater slash this weekend. I'm wondering if they will for next weekend, especially for Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I think they will have some sort of a slash next weekend, maybe like less, maybe like 300, maybe like 200 theaters, um, you know, kind of out of these. Because uh, right now they're in like 4,700 theaters, which is really good. Yeah, but, um, yeah. you know, um, so, I, yeah, the, the um, I don't know, I guess the, I think... I think word of mouth did have something to do with it, kind of. I won't say like a big part, but I do it has something to do with it because, um, like when I I kind of use my mother as examples. Like you know when I when I went to go see her and um and I was like, hey, you want to go see a movie this weekend? This is before I got sick and died. Um, she was like, 
I was like, what do you want to go see? And she wanted awkward. I mean, she wanted to go see Crawl over the Lion King. And I was like, really? You sure? And she <laughs> wanted to go see Crawl. And she said the Lion King does nothing for her, although she really loves Beyonce. She just saw the trailer. Oh. She said, yeah, like she the trailers, she just does, has done nothing for her. So I'm wondering if that's like a theme here with casual moviegoers. And um, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's a big movie to take your kids to. Although like I thought it was okay it's a big movie to take your kids to especially if you're in that nostalgic era and you want to take your kids to a movie that you loved when you were younger so maybe that was all last weekend's viewers so i don't know it's gonna be very interesting to see how this has legs in the, in the coming of weeks you know certainly um all right so what do we have for number two so coming in at number two is our lone new release of the weekend. We have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino's ninth film brought in $41 million in its opening weekend, which does mark a record biggest opening of Tarantino's career. It has not opened worldwide quite yet, so all we have to go on is that 41 million opening. However, <laughs> it is interesting to note that the production budget on this one is 90 million. So it got about halfway there in opening week. Um. Yeah. I. Okay. So when I was predicting this movie, I actually I think. I think last week, Larry, you kind of was around this ballpark, correct? I think. No, I think we were both. We were scared. kind of high, so we were right? In the Thirty to thirty-five yeah. range. <laughs> and then we something was um, something was telling. See, when I went to my theater on Friday, my theater was packed, yeah. and my theater was just crowded, and a lot of people I was watching because I just I'm I'm so I'm so curious when it comes to people what they want to see over the weekend, especially casuals. Everyone was go. I did not see a lot of Lion King goers. I saw a lot of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My theater, like my exact theater where I saw the movie, it was a big theater, the biggest theater in down, the biggest like theater in downtown um like you know as far as seat counters i think it was like 400 to 500 seats it was crowded for once upon a time in hollywood so i was like yo i mean this movie might do like 50 55 i mean if there's like this much people but i coming out the weekend i'm like 41 i mean that's not <laughs> great i mean uh hannah your thoughts you 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 didn't you haven't seen the movie yet um girl but um what do you Thursday. do you do you think that um do you think that like Tarantino's kind of hype is not as big as it used to be? I mean this is his biggest biggest number, but it's not like a it's not like an overwhelming big number yet for him. What do you think about that? Um yeah, I wasn't expecting it to make a whole bunch of money. Um or not to say that forty million isn't a lot of money because it is, but Right, right. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and it's great that it's his, hope, his biggest opening weekend. I kind of anticipated that um, uh, general audience w- audiences would flock more to this movie because even though I haven't seen it yet, it seems like his most accessible um, just from the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this doesn't surprise me. And I, I kind of wish it would have made more um, because I, I'm one of those people where it's like original films, you need to support them. Right, but, right, right. Yeah, 40 million is still great. Um, and I just hope it makes back its uh, uh, budget. I'm sure it will, but this is, it's halfway there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, halfway. It has a slow international rollout, so we'll see mm-hmm. how that works out. It's going to be really working its way nation or internationally over like the next month plus. 
Um, looking at these numbers, Inglorious Bastards was actually his previous high uh, really? opening at a thirty-eight million for that film. <laughs> She's like, However, <laughs> no, I love Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah. However, though, this only got a B Cinema Score, which is actually on the lower end for his more um, mainstream offerings. I so... can see why, Lord. So Lord, we'll Lord. see. I don't know. I, that'll be what's interesting to me. I think a lot of Tarantino fans came out for this opening weekend. Agreed. But I think that that uh, word of mouth is going to be mixed coming out of this yes. opening weekend. So we'll see. Larry, I have to ask your opinion on this because it's killing me inside. This is why I wanted. <laughs> this is why I wanted. Um, I wanted Hannah to see the movie over the weekend because I needed her. I I needed her dots on this third act i won't give any spoilers for hannah um but <laughs> i needed like a woman's thoughts on this third act i hated it but larry 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 please give me because you're like you you're with me you're pro women women's rights all that stuff did you like this third act and i know you know what scene i'm talking uh, about i just know well, you I, do did you like it I, I knew that people were going to have a problem because if we all remember back to the hateful eight, there was a pretty vocal tangent of people that did not enjoy the treatment of women in particular, Jace, Jennifer Jason Lee's character just getting repeatedly punched in the face and like abused for laughs in the hateful eight. So right. I knew uh, walking out of this movie, I was like, oh, God, uh, treatment of women is going to be another another I... hot button issue for this Tarantino yeah. film. I just uh, I have problems because a lot of what Tarantino gets criticized for is heavily present in this film. Now, the N word isn't, but that's only okay. because there are, <laughs> right. no, there are no black people in the entire film. So I saw one. He was like, he was like a, um, he was like a, he was like a uh, EMT, if that counts. Yeah. I don't know. So he couldn't fetishize the N word like he's been known to do. Um, right. However, there's a lot of Mexican jokes in this movie, there and there's is. actually a few Native American jokes. So there I was is. like, wow, he just, he can't help himself. You know, like he has to use time and he has to use the era as an excuse to just rip into so you know, to say something inappropriate. I don't know. I find that a little bit bothersome, especially okay. like the the red skin joke, because that's right. not a real movie. I mean, it was a, a Rick Dalton movie, which mm -hmm. he's not a real actor. That was one of the fictional characters. So I was like, why did we have to do this? I don't understand. It's an Italian film at that. Uh, it was very strange to me. I was like, okay, and why do we keep talking about Mexicans like this? It's, I don't know. It, it got weird to me. And then the women issue, there's, there's a few problems with the women. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yes. We're along with like... Jackie Brown. Yeah, and then uh, and and then like I remember I go back to this this like interview he had with like a reporter and she's like um what I don't I don't I'm not gonna put words in her mouth but she's basically asks him how come Margot Robbie has like two lines and he got offended and then I'm like okay if he got offended then I mean she has like a pivotal role in this movie right I go in there I'm like what like I'm like Margot Robbie. Margot freaking Robbie. It's sad when Margot Robbie is more utilized in a Suicide Squad movie and fucked in a fucking Tarantino <laughs> movie. And I was just like baffled. And then like this scene, Hannah, please see this movie so I could just discuss. Like this scene, <laughs> this scene, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And something's not right with me in my stomach. I'm just like, yo, this woman is getting her ass beat. And then like, 
I'm looking at this audiences and this audience, I can hear women in my audience like, oh, 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 what the fuck? And then the men, the men in my audience was like, yeah, mm, yeah. Oh like it was, it was kind of scary because I, um, I think the reason why I came out of the movie with like such a negative kind of outtake was just the fact that I don't like what it represents as far as like, you're giving these like men who are, you can tell these men are like, oh yeah, you know, um, I hate like 29, they're, they're, the, they're the average guy who's like, oh, everyone's so sensitive in this era now. And, you know, you can tell they're one of those kind of dudes. So like when this was happening and like a character is just getting like, just wrecked it like legit wrecked nothing's bleeped out nothing's like kind of covered <laughs> wrecked face bloodied men are just like loving this and i'm just like i don't like what this represents so that's why like i wasn't too fond of the movie coming out of it, it i mean it's a well done movie and it's like it's tarantino at his best but as far as like cinematography like and filmmaking. stuff like that it's yeah it's a very very well done movie but just all of that so, i just i don't of, know I'm sick of his foot fetish already i just need to right. say it. i'm sick of, <laughs> i'm sick of it well because there's that scene where margot roby is watching herself and she's legit wearing like knee high boots goes into the theater, takes them off, and puts her feet up on the, like, thing. And, and right in like, the camera. Like, there was the no need for her to have her feet, her bare feet, propped up on that seat in front of her. And they were, like, dirty. So I was like, girl, where have you been walking? You had boots <laughs> on. You didn't walk in here barefoot. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, they do that several times in this movie. It's like, Tarantino, like, oh, we don't need, this is too much. What are you going to do to Star Trek? I'm like, yeah, are we going to, yeah. is like Zahura going to get her ass whooped too? Like, violently? I, I, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I just, um, and then coming out of it, I was just like, I just don't know why we keep giving Tarantino a pass with all of this. Um, But like, I, Hannah, I cannot wait for you to see it. I just need some type of, a lot of, and then a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the female critics that I've been looking at seem to love it still and i'm like i don't know why i mean i think it's i think it's hard for people because as a piece of film it's just so well made and so is, well right, executed right. so it's really hard um i think when when critiquing the film because it's like well i mean as a technical feat it's beautiful i mean the sets everything about it is just so well made however i also had a problem i thought it i mean i know people are trying to criticize general audiences for saying it didn't have a plot for like two-thirds of the movie but honestly, it meanders through those first two acts. Like, let's be mm -hmm. honest. <laughs> yeah. So if it's... you don't like someone like Richard Linklater, you're not gonna like this film. I mean, this. No. I mean, it just kind of sits there for two two acts with some funny moments, some funny things, and then the third act is where there's actually a plot to to kind of push forward. But anyway. Yeah. Do you um, think I'm gonna like it? I okay. I think I, you know my I, taste I, pretty okay. I, I I kind of I I. I think you are. And I, I say okay. that because um I say that because knowing what you like, you like you 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 love I can tell you love passionate filmmakers. And he is. I'm not saying that he's not, but I can tell you love the work being done more than a lot of the other stuff. And um I I and you like weird and the movie's kind of weird. So <laughs> I and I and you'll like you'll like that, but I just want to get your thoughts on like specifically that stuff so when you see it i'm gonna be the first right. to message you like what you think and stuff like that um but <laughs> larry i do know my thoughts right and then larry okay. i do a I, I i do agree with the whole it's, it's it's going and it's a long movie and him and nolan 
him and Nolan, I feel like they just, hey, let's just write a fucking 300 word, like 300 page script and let's just do it. Him and Nolan. Dunkirk they're the only, <laughs> they're the, um, which one? Dunkirk? Dunkirk? Yeah, because there's no story. Sorry, I hate that movie. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, all right. So let's, let's get off of this movie. Let's get right. right into the number three spot. What do we have? So coming in at number three is Spider-Man Far From Home, delivering $12.45 million in its fourth week of release, which signifies a 41% drop in week number four. The latest Spider-Man film now has earned $344.7 million domestic and $1.037 billion worldwide, becoming the first Spider-Man film to cross over that billion dollar threshold. However, that is the, um, wait, let me see. Is that the third of the Marvel films just this year to cross a billion dollars and the fourth film overall to cross a billion dollars this year. So congrats to Spidey. Congrats to Tom Holland, Sony and Marvel for finally getting a Spider-Man film over that $1 billion mark. Yes, totally agree. I'm sure Hannah's very happy. <laughs> yes, um, I'm very happy for the movie. I'll get your thoughts in a minute. Um, I I'm excited. I I just feel like the domestic number feels low to me. I don't know. Um, it it's it's great and it it passed a billion. Um, thank God because with all those rumors about what happens <laughs> if it doesn't cross a billion, Lord. Um, but it's good. I'm I'm happy for the movie. I I want to watch it again actually. But um, yeah, I, I love just... the movie, so I'm happy for it. I hope this puts to rest any sort of I know some there was some online chatter about it still not being profitable with as much as it was making. I mean, it costs less than 200 million to make. Even if you add on the marketing, it is 100% for sure in the green at a billion dollars, folks. Like it is a success. Um right. period. So, right. I mean, it's the biggest Spider-Man film of all time. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's crazy to think about. Um, Hannah, your thoughts on Spider-Man finally crossing the billion dollars? I'm so happy about this. Uh, it's what she deserves. Um, it's my favorite <laughs> movie of the year so far. Um, and this, it's making me really happy that everyone else is loving it too, obviously. And um, uh, yeah, and all that stuff about Sony possibly uh, taking <laughs> him back. If it didn't make a billion dollars. That was really scaring me and stressing me out for a while. Um, and I'm glad that it made the billion, and hopefully we still have a third Spider-Man movie coming from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, so that sucks for Sony. They're like, yeah, we're doing so good with the Spider-Man stuff, and then everyone's <laughs> like, no, don't take the reins, stick to your Venoms. And then I'm hearing like they wanna, and then I'm hearing that they wanna like hot shot Venom for this year to film, and I'm like, Lord, oh. what y'all doing? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm good, good for Spider-Man. I, I. Love the movie. I can. There's not. I mean, I haven't like. I've seen it how many? Like four times now in theaters. Wow. Um. Yeah. And yeah, it gets great each time I see it. Um. So yeah. So number four. What do we have, Larry? So coming in at number four, we continue on with the Disney domination as oh Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story four. <laughs> 
brings in $10.45 million in week number six of release, which is only a 32.8% drop. That brings Pixar's latest up to a very nice $396.2 million domestic and $919.1 million worldwide. So as Toy Story 4 nears that billion-dollar mark, it is now the fourth largest Pixar release globally of all time. Oh, Jesus. Um, I like you said, I think a couple of weeks ago you were you and I were talking about if the movie would cross a billion. I still don't think it's gonna. Um I I, it's I gonna be so close. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna get to about nine eighty, nine ninety for me. Um just because it's starting to dwindle down a little bit. It's yeah. um it's getting some theater slashes, um, it's going down, it's making less and lesser. Of course, I mean movies like this have to. And it's not like Disney needs another billion, like relax <laughs> everyone. I mean, Lord. But um, yeah, it's still good for the I mean, Lion King kind of took away a lot of the kid audiences for Toy Story, but still people are kind of go seeing it, whether it's for re- repeat viewings or just like gonna go see it for the first time but it's still good not not too bad of a drop either only 32 percent this weekend um going up against two heavy hitter well three heavy hitters lord um but it's still it's 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 fine it's fine yeah it's it's fine um yeah hannah did you um you have any thoughts about toy story 4's box office do you think it's gonna cross a billion do you care if it crosses a billion or not did you like the movie did you hate the movie what's what are you, what's your thoughts um, yeah, I thought the movie was just fine. Um, I, I I think it will probably cross a billion dollars. I don't know. Um, I, it's gonna it, it's gonna get really close either way. Uh, it's either just gonna get over a billion or just under a billion. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that I made this one twenty because I was one of the people that I was like, no, there's no way that it's gonna make as much as three, and um, because th- it's the fourth one, so I was like people and like i already know before that everyone's like this is like such a cash grab and like it's not Mm. gonna be you know as it's not gonna be what we all want it to be and then you know their reviews and stuff came out and everyone's like oh no it's like the best toy story movie uh so yeah that probably had something to do with it (laughs) sigh it's not the best let's all relax please it's fine um (laughs) i i I agree with you i thought i thought it was okay i don't know what's up with me yeah, I don't know what's up with me in 2019. We're just not getting along with film. I will, I will be the lone wolf that has to say <laughs> Toy Story 4 is better than Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> I'll be the lone person on this show right now to say <laughs> Um, All right. Actually, let's, Toy Story 4 is best, best movie in this top Don't five. do it. Don't do it. Don't. Okay. Oh, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree with Spider-Man. part of that. <laughs> I other than you Far say, From Home. You'd say the second best. <laughs> yeah, I'd say second. I, I, I just love Far From Home so much. I do think like listen like, you know, seeing all the tweets and then like looking back on it, they 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 really they really they must they must get get Peter Parker away from this Tony Stark stuff. They must. Oh, yeah. I I I I love the connected, you know, the connective stuff with them too. I get it. Yesterday it was kind of pandering when he's like flipping all the 
the diagrams and stuff and putting on the hologram thing. It was cute, but Spider-Man is Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Iron Man. It's just not. We we gotta. I hope the third movie has nothing to do with Tony Stark. I I, I don't want to hear Iron Man's name <laughs> at once. I just I, I I get it, you know. <laughs> but um, I but then Feige did said that his death is gonna focus on the MCU for a long time, and I don't think it needs to. But I that's my only thing about Spider-Man Far From Home because the more I times agree. I watch it, I'm just like, damn, they hammer on this Tony Stark shit all the time, and it's but, like, I get it, but I um, think it was important to the movie though for this movie. In it is I don't right because it because it is the sequel to Homecoming. Homecoming did was the movie that set up that father son relationship between them. Civil mm-hmm. so War kind of like put the pieces in place, but Homecoming was really the one where it was like, hey, there is a relationship between these two, and it's a ah. strong relationship. Um, yeah. And then Far From Home, you know, obviously followed up on that after what happened in Endgame. And Marvel, please, for Spider-Man 3, bring Matt Murdock in for um, P- Peter's uh, lawyer. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, okay, um, can we just, would y'all be mad if, to the third film, I wore a shirt that said Justice for Uncle Ben? Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, um... I'm not mad that they're, that they're like not bringing up Uncle Ben, but I do. I, that's one of the things I was looking forward to with this movie. Like, are they gonna talk about Uncle Ben? A little signature in his suitcase is not enough. I need like one conversation where Peter's like, "Ma, you know, maybe I'm not fit for this. Uncle Ben was right. I don't know something, but like, I don't know. The, fact, the fact that he's a myth. I just myth, feel weird. I, I just yeah. feel weird that Tony Stark is the Uncle Ben of the MCU. It's very strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I agree. I just hope they do a lot of things in this third. And the way they end the movie with Jonah with J Jonah Jameson was great and all. I swear to God, if someone gets a spoiler, listen. <laughs> I I posted a video of Avengers Endgame on our Instagram. Did well, good numbers. Then it's one comment, dude. Spoilers. I'm like, dude, if you don't get your clown ass out of here, <laughs> it's been out for three plus months. I need you to get together. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, that's three just months? like, has it? Isn't it three months? No. Oh, is it? What is it? Close. Two months? Two months? It's been like a month. Wait, no, for Endgame. For Endgame. For Endgame. Oh, I thought you said. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, 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 because I posted mind. a video for Endgame, and this kid was like mad about it, and I was like, dude, Tony's been dead for three months, man. Get it together. Yeah, um, right. not Spider. <laughs> Spider Man is a solid like you know almost a month, but um, I was gonna say, yeah. Spider Man's been out for like a month. <laughs> no, but that's my. That's my only thing with Spider-Man. I just wish they get away from Tony Stark. They're not gonna. I just wish they did. Um, and yeah, I just yeah, just get away from Tony Stark. Um, all right, are we at number five? Cool. All right, let's get number, number five. five. Number five. So coming in at number five. Don't worry, we're not talking about Disney. Uh, it is. <laughs> oh, my dog is going ham. Sorry, y'all. Um, at number five, we have Crawl, the alligator thriller, comes in with four point zero six mil which is a 33% drop in its third week of release. That brings the alligator thriller up to 31.5 million domestic and 14.4 million world or sorry, 14.4 million international for 45.9 million worldwide. 
I'm surprised about how much le- how how much legs this movie has. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> really, it's doing really well. It's keeping up in this top five spot with a lot of heavy hitters. It's still going up against Yesterday and Aladdin. Um, it kind of like it's doing really well. I mean, it's not it's not doing bonkers numbers, but it's doing yeah. well for what the movie is. Um, it's not taking a lot of hits. They are kind of cutting down the theater counts a lot for it. And I'm no, I know next week it's going to be like another huge number. But um, it's doing well. I think it's yeah, not bad. Uh, Hannah, did you see Crawl? Uh, no, I planned on it, but I just never really got around to it. Yeah, same. I yeah. haven't seen it yet because I'm just a hot mess. Well, uh, it only costs thirteen point five million to make, so we're well over tripling that budget, which is my mm-hmm. measure of success worldwide, at least. So, it, you know, it's in the green. It is home free. It's looking good, and these small drops just kind of show the good word of mouth for Crawl. I think. Right. Um, all right. So that's the top five. Any other stories this of week? Of course. We, like... have to, we have to talk about the film that Dwayne just loves to talk about because Aladdin it. crossed one billion dollars <laughs> this week. And <sighs> Disney's domination of 2019 continues as Aladdin made another 3.03 million here domestic for a tiny 20 five percent drop that is the oh, smallest, why? Like the smallest <laughs> actual drop of the top 10 so aladdin why? now has made 346.18 million domestic and as i just said it crossed over a billion dollars for 1.01 billion worldwide can I anyone mean, can anyone tell me why just tell me why i, I don't understand it, so I can't. people I, really enjoyed it I, general audiences i think at large have loved aladdin yeah they have and 25 percent drop in week 10 facing off against lion king in its second weekend spider-man <sighs> still doing well toy stories still doing well and aladdin just hanging in there 10 weekends in the top seven that is that's very impressive okay you're right you're right <laughs> but the day aladdin gets out of the top the top 10 <laughs> I am going to just rejoice. I will. Not because I hate the movie. I finally saw it. It's fine. Not because I hate it or anything. I'm just tired of it. Okay, I'm tired of it. It's 10 weeks. I needed to just hurry up and leave the top 10. Um, I I think it might overpass yesterday and crawl before it falls out of the top 10. (laughs) I think it will, too. Like, I don't know. Let's talk about some other good news. The Farewell is doing well. The Farewell, that was my other big news. And I finally saw it, and it was fantastic. Sorry, Anna. R.I.P. I know. I can't see it until it expands. But I did hear that they're, they, so what A24 is doing with this movie, I saw some reports, they're trying to see with the limited releases how it's, how it does. Now, once again, when I went to the theater to see this, it was packed and it was a lot of Asian, it was a lot, it was a really, really big Asian audience. Um, It was very packed in that theater. So I'm hoping that these numbers can kind of get, because it was only a million dollars in 135 theaters is really good. I really need A24 to wide release in this Wide, wide release this movie so that it can actually do the numbers that it could be doing. I, I feel like if they would have wide released it when they were supposed to, it would have done a pretty good number because like the audiences for these movies, they come out. If the movie's about them, you know what I mean? Like we see it with all these kind of movies with like God with like 
what, what is those movies about, about about Jesus and like God is Rob's not real not or something? They always do really good because they have a set <laughs> audience and the farewell has an audience of people that want to see it. There's, you know, I so I I loved it. I wanna I wanted it to be, but I wanted to do better as far as box office, and I want them to release it more. But um, Blair, you saw so, it too. You loved it. Yeah. So the farewell, just as a to tell you all what we're talking about, the farewell is in at number ten which was it expanded 100 theaters to 135 now total for 1.5 million in this weekend's box office. Top 10, a great result for the movie overall. That does equal out to the second best per theater average, only behind The Lion King, above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with 11,000... Sorry, eleven thousand two hundred and forty-six dollars per theater. So mm-hmm. it's now up to three point six five million in its three weeks of limited release. So it's doing very well as a platform release right now. Um, I loved this movie. It's instantly shot up into my top five favorites of the year. I thought it was Same. fantastic. Same. I saw it at a screening though, so I can't really attest to people seeing it at the theaters. It is open at a theater near me though, and nice little indie theater here in Denver is showing it so that's nice uh, <laughs> so hopefully Hannah and the rest of y'all get a shot to see it soon um, hopefully A24 sees I think they will I think they're gonna they have to take notice of how well it's done on platform release yeah. I, I don't think it is going to get to huge numbers, but next right. weekend at least 500 theaters at least right, right. Next week. come they- on they got to push this movie because um, I coming out of it, I will never say a bad thing about Aquafina ever again. She was great. The <laughs> cast was great. I I was close to crying, but I didn't. I was very close. Everybody else in my theater was just was teary eyed. Everybody else. I heard <laughs> I heard them all behind me. Um, but I think they need to wide release this thing. Like, you know, more so everyone else can see it. I thought it was great. Thank God for Boston being a city and, like, the theater downtown shows everything. has, like, 20 screens, so it was able to fit right into there. Um, Another movie they got a re-release was Booksmart, but they didn't tell nobody. So, So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I, I mean, don't understand. <laughs> Booksmart was back into 555 theaters. It jumped. It jumped a lot. I mean, it jumped over 100 percent, but only for 209 thousand dollars. Yeah, they told no one. They just released it again and said, "Hey, yeah. guess what?" And I just don't understand. Tickets why were only five dollars at Regal Cinemas if you went mm-hmm. and watched it. I, it was I I don't know yeah. it was it wasn't playing in downtown all, oh. all I know is that yeah if bo- the Boston downtown theater it shows everything it shows like Mandarin films it shows like you know they have you ever see those like trailers for like uh, fathom events they show all of those yeah. they they show a lot of everything so when I was down there I didn't see no book smart I saw everything else but book smart um so which you know Kiki's <clears throat> delivery service speaking of is out I think today and tomorrow uh, for its anniversary so there you go Fathom mm. event right there yeah <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't I haven't actually went to one yet I've always wanted to do about a Fathom event but what? Um, yeah I haven't been to one yet but um yeah so I mean that's it for this week's this week's box office it's it's fine 
Every, everyone's everyone's fine. everyone's doing fine. Everyone's doing great. Um, Disney so, is doing amazing. Which just, yeah, Disney, I mean, honestly, this is the year of Disney. I mean, nothing else is. is even able to compete this year. It's it's almost ludicrous. Looking at this, the entire top six domestic so far is Disney. Endgame, Captain Marvel, yeah. Toy Story 4, Lion King, Aladdin, and Spider-Man Far From Home are the top six at the box office. And All they still Disney. have Star Wars. Later here. Yikes. Awards to come. I mean, it's just nuts, y'all. It's nuts. <clears throat> Very nuts. Um, all right. So let's get into what's coming out next weekend. Let's get your guys' thoughts on them. Next week, this weekend, we have Hobbs and Shaw, I guess. And then um we have the Nightingale, which I really want to see. And we have Loose. I, I think I'm gonna skip Hobbs and Shaw and see the others, these indies movies. Oh, my. I I don't care. Like, fuck. I hate these movies so much. I just, I really do. I know everyone else is looking forward to it. Not me. I just, I know what it's going to be about. I know how it's going to end. I know how it's going to start. They're going to argue. They're going to become friends. They're going to be Idris Elba. That's it. Okay. That's the movie. That's the movie. Um, What are you guys looking forward to next week? We have The Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, The Nightingale, The Nightingale, and Loose. Um, Larry, what are you looking for? I mean, for? how many theaters are the Nightingale even opening it? I'm really excited know. to see it, Not but much. I have a feeling it's going to be like four. It's only yeah. going to be in LA and New York next week, I'm <laughs> sure. So I don't want to get too excited for that because I'm sure I won't be able to watch it next week. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful for Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I did get tickets for a screening tomorrow, but I also got like an invitation for being like a little diamond member of Regal's Crown Club um, to go see it in like 4X for free with like refreshments on what? Thursday. So <laughs> I'm trying to you out. So don't tell my boss I'm trying to get off work uh Thursday. I <laughs> hope I hope he listens. I hope he listens. <laughs> I hope he listens. 30 in the morning. I hope um, from really off to go then. So if not, I'll go see it tomorrow night at the screening. It's fine. Um, Hannah, are you looking forward to Hobbs and Shaw or any of these indie movies? I, I'm hearing good things about the indie ones, but Hobbs and Shaw, I guess. So what are you looking forward to? Um, usually I like to think I'm pretty in the loop with like indie movies that are coming up, but I haven't heard of either of those. Uh, so apparently I'm not in the loop. Um, <laughs> Girl. Uh, but I, I haven't heard of either of them. Um, but, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I have not seen a single Fast and Furious movie like all the way through. Uh, usually oh, I have a headache, and then I'm like, good. Oh. out. Um, but this one kind of excites me, um, what? because of the director. Because of the director. Um, <laughs> I, if if it's bad, if the script is shit, if if the movie's shit, at least I know I'm gonna get some good action scenes. Well, who's the all. director? Let me find. Let me, the let me guy who it. directed Deadpool two. Day. Uh, Day. Uh, see, here's my thing. Leech, I didn't really David I didn't care for Deadpool 2. Sorry. <gasps> thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I thought oh. it was totally fine. Um, I thought it was fine. Our okay. friendship is um, over. <laughs> um I, I just I fuck. I I and then I know next year it's gonna be Fast and Furious Nine, Furious Nine, or Fast Nine, or <laughs> the, the the worry of the Furious and the Furious. Yes, the yes. Yes, oh. there's nine of these shit shit fires. There's I nine thought of it was them. like six. Oh, nope, there's there so are good. nine. There's gonna be nine by next year. I mean, I think this is ten. Well, if, they this, if you add bonkers money, so yeah, they do, and this is probably gonna do really well this weekend. I I see it doing like I don't know. I'll go like eighty. 
I think it's good. I think it's gonna do well. Um, maybe maybe Lion. I hope Lion King kind of stops it. It's not, but um, I see it's gonna be doing well. <laughs> I, I I sorry, fuck. Hannah. No, I, <laughs> I see this movie doing well. Like, making it seem like I love the Lion King. <laughs> I um, you I are two and a half out of five. I was like, you're you're just the one on Twitter I see as like it's lone defender. <laughs> I mean, that's not completely accurate. I actually know a couple of people who gave it very good reviews, like not two point five right. five reviews. Also, let me just point this out so that we can further shade Hannah. Dwayne, do you realize she gave The Lion King and Booksmart the same score? <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> See, I need you. See, so you know, you notice how Booksmart got re-released. That's all for you, Anna. <laughs> Go watch it again. Fix your score. Although I, I didn't, I, although I didn't like the kind of hate you got for your response about the Lion King. That wasn't cool. Oh, this I is know. one. A this YouTuber. is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Really he's about to, yeah, he's about to. Yeah, he's about to get these hands. I don't. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. I didn't sit. The, a lot of people in the replies were defending me. Like even his fans. Yeah. Like, one of them was like, um blank i love you but shut the fuck up and i was like thank you <laughs> yeah like i didn't like it i don't even know who he is i'd never heard of him but i just um i i didn't i mean i've seen a couple of his tweets i just didn't like it because like i just don't like i don't like with twitter like twitter you can't delete comments and i fucking hate that um like and twitter like you know certain people get away with doing like the um doing the whole like you know retweet with response and it's kind of rude and i didn't like the i didn't like the reaction you got to that i mean if you like it and you're saying something about it that's i mean i don't i, I give you guys shit but like if you love once upon a time or if you love the lion king i didn't that's fine like alex and i alex and i disagree on so many movies but at the end of the day he's like one of my best friends it's it's right. who cares i don't understand the whole like let's fight because we didn't like a movie we didn't you like the movie and i didn't that's so ridiculous it's um, such a waste of like yeah it really is it's just like, so much negativity and i don't understand like it's not gonna change like I don't understand people who sit there and argue on Twitter about like whether like if let's say you tomorrow you said hey I hate calling by your name and I would be like okay that's your opinion I don't <laughs> care I'm not gonna waste my breath and try to convince you to love this movie because you don't like yeah. you know baffling I don't I don't get it um but at least I've at least you have very thick skin and you stuck with it and you you you, you dealt with it um oh, sure. that's good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, leave Hannah alone or somebody's about to get these hands. Just saying. Um, all right. So I think that's it for the show this week. Um, good show, everyone. That was episode 22 of the box office beatdown show. Larry and I will be back next week for episode 23 of the show. I can't believe we're 23 weeks in. It's crazy. Um, let's go in. Let's go around the call. Larry, let everyone know where they can find you. For sure. You can find me on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter at LC Screen Talk. And I will be having a review up for Hobbs and Shaw either tomorrow night or Thursday night, uh, depending on which screening I go to. I'm also going to be seeing, uh, I know Dwayne's one of his most anticipated, I'm sure, uh, The Art of Racing on Thursday night. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I'll also have my July ranking up on Wednesday. All right. And um, Hannah, let everyone know where they can find you and your fantastic tweets. (laughs) At Movies and Cats on Twitter. 
Um, all right, and you can find me on Twitter, Cinemaniac94, um, uh, Instagram, Cinemaniac1994, uh, the page, Cinemania World, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. This week, tomorrow, will be our world show with Alex and his cousin, apparently, and um, Hannah and I will finally review Euphoria from Sunday tomorrow as well. Uh, Thursday, I'm doing a nightmare show with Brandon to talk about all the horror news going on. And then Hobbs and I might, I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> for Hobbs I'm and Shaw, I just, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure y'all are. I, y'all have fun. I, I, we'll <laughs> see. Um, but all right, guys, that is the show. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That is Larry. That is Hannah. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.